I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to empower creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. And today, in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, we are going to be sharing six ways that you can practice self-care as a content creator or influencer. Mental health is so, so important in our field, so we are so excited to share these tips with you guys today. But before we get started, let's do our... Question of the day. Which is, what is your favorite self-care activity? Ooh. You go first. Okay, so... I'm putting you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, you guys, my... I have two favorite forms of self-care activity. One is just walking my dog. Me and Boone have a really good time. Boonie! Walking in the mornings and in the afternoons. Um, For me, I think, like, walking with him just, like, helps me start the day, right? Yeah. Because then I'm, like slowing down like not jumping into work right away being very Um, purposeful yeah Yeah. and even if like the weather's not great i feel like just like that fresh morning air just like helps wake me up a little bit oh for sure um and then also i would say running running's a really big way i practice self-care and i know people are probably like rolling their eyes because they're like oh my god she's that girl who like runs for herself you are that girl who runs for her self-care i don't know how you do it i could not go on a run every single day like that just sounds like my own personal like no i i just can't i'm also very out of shape so that probably doesn't help but i remember one of my friends in college was like oh my god like i love going on runs like it gets to a certain point where you just like hit this runner's high and like i went on a run with her and it was biggest nightmare of oh my, my life gosh. i was panting like halfway through i was like how do you do this i was like i'm miserable <laughs> but if you love it that's freaking awesome and i think like what helps is that so i i mean i've really i was a sprinter through middle school and mm-hmm. high school but i picked up cross country because like my best friends all did cross country and i didn't have a fall sport and they literally were like you're not doing anything. You might as well. And I literally was like cross country. I was like, you're crazy. Like <laughs> I'm not. But then they pulled me into it. And it's so funny. It was like my fun sport. It was like the sport I didn't really take seriously. And I would just, which cracks me up because it's like we were running like 20 miles a week. I know. But, um, seriously, that is not light. <laughs> but um, I would say it's like the one sport that, because I think we've talked about this. There's some sports that you do like I was a gymnast you can't be a gymnast after a certain period unless you're obviously an elite gymnast yeah Yeah. so it's not like I can go like on bars or tumble I mean I guess I could but I would probably break something if I tried to tumble today (laughs) but like with running I felt like oh I can take this with me like yeah you can continue to run anywhere um and so yeah those are two ways I practice self-care so what about you oh that's cool I think that's like I mean I I really wish that there was like I've been hula hooping I told you that Mm -hmm. um but that's not really like I feel like I mean I do love when I do that it's just not something that I'm like wow this is like I I feel good about myself that I did it I do think for me that is like a really good form of self-care but I don't know that it's my favorite I think mine actually kind of similar to yours I love my daily walks where I just listen to my the daily podcast where I figure out what's going on because I think it's important to stay up to date on the news Mm -hmm. and I just listen to that and I just walk around and I go buy a coffee from the little coffee stand I don't do it every day where I buy the coffee but we go on a walk every day at least we have been up until like I got my anti-anxiety meds perfect timing um for mental health awareness month last week and that was a little bit of an up and down so we took last week off just because my brain was all over the place but that's honestly like it's just it is very relaxing yeah especially like 
I I mean, even when I didn't have Boone, I would go on like long walks by myself. Mm-hmm. And but I will say, I think it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's like a primal. Yeah, thing where you're just like feeling connected and you're at, at, at least for me like when I'm walking sometimes I'll find that like my brain will have like a million things and then I'm like then I just start to slow down and I'm like yeah. oh okay I'm okay I'm actually okay <laughs> yeah and that's what whenever I like this is like a tip too for if you want to try self-care walks you audience listeners you <laughs> I don't, um I like when I go on my walks the first few I instead of listening to my podcast I listen to the headspace like walk like it they basically headspace is a mindfulness meditation app and they have a ton of different like exercises that you can try one of which is literally called an outdoor walk and it like helps you focus instead of like letting your mind race which it does like when you have anxiety like I do and your brain goes all over the place to all the different things that you have going on that day and all the different things that are stressing you out but that mindfulness like helps you pay attention to like how do your feet feel when they're touching the pavement and as like weird as that sounds like focusing on those little things are like very important. And I also try to, on my daily walks, practice gratitude a lot. So especially in the springtime, it's really easy to do where you just look around and you're like, this is freaking beautiful. Everything's blooming. Everything's blooming. Look at these beautiful flowers. Look at all the nature. Like seriously, like the appreciation of those things, like, and actually like meaning it can make a huge difference in your mental health. There's actually, I'll have to like link it somewhere, but there's one of my favorite YouTube videos is by, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's German, um, Kurgisat in a nutshell. If you look up in a nutshell on YouTube, I think it'll show up and look up the antidote to dissatisfaction. And they talk about how statistically like people who are more grateful and people who like practice gratitude are actually much happier in their lives because they recognize like they learn to appreciate like little things like recognizing like a beautiful day like it just it brings a smile to your face so little things like that I think are why walks can be really impactful yeah all right you guys so you'll have to let us know what your favorite self-care activity is on Instagram or the content creatives Facebook group let's go ahead and get started so When thinking of content creators and influencers, one of the biggest misconceptions is that it's an easy job. Everybody has probably heard this before. Everyone just thinks we all take photos. But if you're a creator, you've learned that this is not the case. Being an influencer means that you're a creator, a salesperson, a marketing manager, among many other things. So all this to say is that being a content creator is a stressful job. And that's why today, in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, we're sharing six ways that you can practice self-care as a content creator or influencer. Yes, and the first way is to find a posting schedule that works for you. We have talked about this on multiple occasions, um, and one of the biggest misconceptions that we have about ourselves as creators is that we need to be posting all the time. I hear this all the time. You see those like quote unquote, like marketing gurus in like your reels or on TikToks being like post once a day, post twice a day. And like, that's how you're going to see like success and growth. And while yes, like posting once a day can really help with like reaching new people that not doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best tactic for you. The amount of energy that goes into each post can be incredibly draining if you're aiming to post every day, whether you're working a full time job, have other priorities that are using up your energy, like literally, or if 
you just like are like me and you have anxiety, even if this was like my full-time job, I don't know that I could post every day because I do have a lot going on in my brain that drains my energy. So that's okay. And like recognizing that is really important and posting every day just might not be feasible for you as a creator. And again, that is totally okay. I remember, I think it also reflects on the quality of your content as well. Cause I remember when I was posting every day and again, I don't have a lot of energy as a, I was actually talking to my uh, doctor about this when I got my medication. I was like, I'm tired all the time and I didn't really make this association, but she literally points out like, we've talked about this a little bit too, but it was just weird hearing it from her and the way that she phrased it where it's like, well, like when your brain is going to so many different possibilities, like with anxiety and you're thinking of all the different possibilities and all the people that might be mad at you or all the things that are like stressing you out, that literally drains your energy. So posting every day, my posts were not very good quality. I was just posting every day because I thought I had to. And now with posting three to four times a week, I'm a lot more intentional. My content is a lot stronger. So while consistency is still very important, we recommend experimenting and finding a posting schedule that is going to work for your energy levels and external commitments on a weekly basis. If that looks like posting once a week, awesome. If that looks like posting twice a day, that's great too. If you can do that, that's impressive. I know like sometimes we'll post every once in a while, twice in one day, Mm -hmm. but if you're doing this consistently, that's awesome. It's important to remember that posting less isn't going to make your content less valuable. In fact, it may improve your content because you're giving more energy and attention to each post if that's something you're lacking. So at the end of the day, your audience is happiest when you are. And one of my favorite self-care mantras is you can't give 100% unless you're at 100%, which is so true. I think it's more valuable to show up 100% to your audience just posting three to four times a week than showing up at 50% every single day. Yeah. And I think, again, one thing to remember, you guys, posting on social media is just one facet of being a content creator, right? Just because you're not posting every day doesn't mean you're not working on other things. Yeah. I mean, you could be writing copy, you could be taking photos, you could be scouting locations, you could be negotiating with brands. And so that's why we just want to emphasize it's really important to experiment and figure out like what that posting schedule looks like for you, where you feel it's sustainable, you feel like you could do it every week, right? I will say it will take some experimenting. Oh, yeah. You have to do some trial and error. You you might find, you know, in periods of time where you're feeling a little drained. But if you come in with the intention when you're when you when you actually say, you know what, I'm going to figure out a posting schedule that's going to work for me. I'm going to try this out for two weeks or one month, whatever that looks like. And if it's not working, I'm going to adjust. But I'm just going to give myself this time frame, this period of my life to figure out what what's going to work. All right, you guys. So the second way to practice self-care as a content creator and influencer is to log off social media. So even though social media is your job, it might be be hard to figure out where to draw the line when you should and should not be online. But like any job, set work hours are really important to your mental health. So for me, you guys might have heard me talk about this. I log off Instagram and social media every Saturday. Like I might pop in, I might scroll through Twitter or TikTok. But for the most part, you guys, I'm not, I just, I just can't do, I need a full day (laughs) off the app. Like I need a break. (laughs) And so I know that probably sounds crazy, right? Because like some people are like, wait, what? Like you don't, I mean, I'm not posting 
every day. Like I take yeah. Saturdays off unless uh, this is like very rare. Unless a brand's like this post must go live. It needs to go live that day. That day. There's a time crunch. Yeah, yeah. Then then I'll consider it. But for the most part, like just logging off Instagram on Saturdays allows me to focus on other things and just like catch up on life. And so think about it. If that sounds appealing to you, try a sign sign off Saturday. Maybe it's a sign out Sunday. Um, just something to consider. So if your schedule doesn't allow for designated hours on and off, that's all right too. Just remember to try and log off every once in a while. Maybe it's once a quarter if you don't feel comfortable logging off once a week. Remember your mental health is a priority and it's okay to take time off when you need it. Your audience will understand and they'll still be here when you return. I think for me, I really learned this in grad school. Yeah. When I got really, really busy, I was working full time. I was on campus from 6 to 10 p.m. twice a week. I still don't know how you Sometimes did. I had Saturday class. Uh, and so I remember like, it must have been my first quarter when I had Saturday class. Yeah. I was like in class on Saturday. I like got to the end of the week and I was like, oh my God, like I should be posting. I should be posting. Like I'm in class right now. It's like Saturday morning. I should be posting. And I like wasn't paying attention in class. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. What? I'm like stressing myself out when I'm already, I mean, not that class was like very stressful, but you know, I was in class. I mean, you were in class also <laughs> doing social media as your job, also like working a nine to five, also just being a busy person in general. You had some stuff going on. I know when I was like, okay, you know what? Like I need to like not do that. I yeah. cannot be putting the pressure on me when I really need to be like responding to class yeah yeah seriously <laughs> and so that's when I was like okay I just like need to sign out on Saturdays and then that way like I can focus on homework I can focus on other things and then I realized even when after I finished school I was like no like this works for me yeah well and I think it's just having that day is like so nice like I would love to implement something like that I think that's something that I really do need to do because I just, I mean, it's stressful. And sometimes I really take just unintentional ones. I feel like at this point in my life, I'm I'm taking those days off, but they're not scheduled. It's more so like I'm trying to be more in tune with my, my brain and my body is telling me. And if there's days where I'm just like, I don't have it in me today, then I don't log in. And then that's just how it is. So it's not like a designated day, but I do think it's important if you have the ability to just listen to yourself and say like, today is not my day. Like, you don't have to log in. You don't have to feel inclined to log in every single day. Like people will understand if you take a day off, no one's going to be upset with you. The Instagram algorithm isn't going to kick you out. Like it's not going to affect you as much as you think it will. And so taking that time for yourself is incredibly important. I've even talked about on here where I've just had like, I mean, it's been a like really big up and down for my mental health this year. I think the same with a lot of people with COVID and everything. Um, but I, I took like, there's been multiple times like in the last few months, I think twice that I've just taken a week off. And I think it's smart. I have actually haven't talked to you about this. Um, and you guys are probably going to think I'm I'm crazy for thinking this way, but I think it's just going to work for my my brain in this way. Um, so since I've gone full time, so I got laid off at the very end of August. And I mean, I didn't announce it till October, but I've been full time from September up until this point. I've taken two full weeks off. Yeah. So as you should. I'm actually thinking I'm going to like give myself. This is literally like my brain is just like still used to kind of that corporate world. I swear. 
I'm going to give myself six weeks of vacation every Heck year. Yes. And I need to literally put it in my... And again, you guys, that probably sounds so crazy. You're like, what are you talking about? You work for yourself. You can take all the time off you want. You can log off whenever you want. And like, I worked... We worked through the holiday season. Yeah. I don't think people realize that... like one of the busiest seasons we for us. Were, I, we were working... Oh my God, you guys. Like, very grateful for all the partnerships. But I work through the holiday season january february didn't it did slow down a little bit but my partnerships like carried through and so i did take a week off for christmas and new year's and then i took a week off um just a few in in march was that in march yeah it was in march and i literally was like i need to be taking like a full week off every quarter minimum yeah and so i think what i'm gonna do is like okay i'm gonna give myself like designated six six weeks off then i'm incentivized because now i don't know if you've heard that companies with like unlimited vacation oh yeah they statistically take less that's actually why like you think about it like you're like oh what that's, that's what's so happening cool. to me yeah well it's because like like they're the i think the stat or the data behind it like if you have unlimited pto as a company you go and you're like well that's cool but then like you ask your manager and they're like oh do you really need it and that's kind of what you're like doing yourself you're like do you do i really, do I really need, need it? it i work for myself yes. like do i really need this time off like i you know like if i you know like you kind of have that internal conversation with yourself and it's also a thing about like earning it like I where think is maybe that's why my brain is yeah so that's why you guys I, you probably think i sound nuts for being like i'm gonna give myself six week of vacation when i work for myself and i could just take vacation whenever i want but but you do you really need to force it like i think that's again the biggest thing like exactly what you mentioned about the like unlimited pto thing if you don't like if you don't have that set number, then there's like a constant question in the back of my mind. Did I earn this? Did I do like, is this okay? Whereas if it's designated and you're like, yes, this is normal and this is what I'm doing. You're just like, oh, it's just part of my yes. PTO. And, like, and you don't even feel bad about it. And one thing you guys like, and you've, you might have experienced this, you feel better when you're rested. Oh yeah. And that's the whole point of logging off, right? It's for you to really reset and rest and so um yeah you can try what i what i've done logging off once a week and now again you've heard my plan i'm gonna do six weeks off every year maybe more hopefully but i'm really going to try to make sure i take that time off because what i'm finding and again this is with a lot of online jobs you can work forever yeah there's always something to do yeah the, you, i mean you can like any like if i if i'm writing a blog post i can be like oh i just had an idea for another blog post i guess i'll just keep typing like, which leads into i know which thing. leads into tip number three or like the third way which is to learn to say no and to set boundaries so one of the most stressful things as a creator is when you have too many things on your plate for example when you first start working with brands i remember i mean at least this was me i don't know if this we talked about it a little bit um but like when i first started working with brands i wanted to say yes to every single person who was in my inbox. I was like, you want to work with me? Heck yeah. I thought it was the coolest thing. I thought like any brand that turned up in my inbox was just like the coolest thing in the world. I've told my story and in my intro story, but I haven't told this in a while about how the very first brand to ask to collaborate with me was a small earring business. Um, well, they were a small jewelry business, but I like just accepted so quickly that I didn't even have a chance to ask what they were going to be sending me or to pick any thing out. I just looked at his Instagram and I was like, you have some really cool pieces. Yeah, send me something and I'll post about it. And 
he sends me earrings. I don't have my ears pierced. And so I did this whole thing. Like it was very tear filled because I was like, he's going to hate it. And I like literally like was balancing the earring on my ear, like trying to make it look like I was wearing them. It was ridiculous. You guys like I just wanted to say yes, because I was so excited that someone would even want to work with me. You also might just want to answer every single DM you receive when you receive it. But continuing this cycle is super toxic for your mental health in a lot of cases. So stepping back and recognizing that you don't have to do everything is absolutely key. For example, the above examples, it's okay to say no to a brand collaboration if you're too overwhelmed. Even if your inbox isn't full of opportunities, you may simply not have the capacity to manage a collaboration at that time, or it might not be worth the money for the investment or for the time investment, which is a great sign that it's like time to raise your race. We've talked about that a few times. Um, Also, per the above example, if you're getting a few DMs a day with questions about being a creator and how did you get started and all these things, which as you grow as a creator, you'll start to see more of those messages fill in your inbox. I think when I hit 10K was when I was really starting to get a lot of those. And it's okay to not respond right away. In fact, like, I mean... I don't don't know. I think like for Emma and I, at least we put out a lot of free content and you don't you don't owe people your time. I feel bad saying that because, of course, I want to be supportive and of course I want to be there for people in my audience who supported me this whole time. But I mean, the reality is like I have like what I'm at 38k now if everyone messaged me with like I just don't have the capacity I don't have the capacity to answer everyone which is why we try to put out so many free resources because we want to help Mm -hmm. we just don't have the capacity to answer every single person and setting those personal boundaries is fine you guys like I think people get really nervous because they don't want to come across as rude or ungrateful for example like come across as rude or ungrateful for the brand collab that landed in their inbox or for the person that like messaged them asking for a advice but like we as people have limits we as people have a certain capacity that we max out at and it's okay to admit yeah and I will say right like even if like hopefully this helps like put yourself in another person's shoes even if you only even if your audience was you were a nano influencer you had 1,000 people if you had 10%, 10%, 10 people message you a day, it would get overwhelming yeah. pretty quickly. And so just to hope, hopefully that helps put in perspective. I will say I did learn a lesson in setting boundaries this year. Um, I actually had someone consistently message me for an entire year. It started January 2020. And this person would send me page long questions Yeah, on like, and I felt like that person was already I was like, you already have like an established following like I'm really confused. And, you know, I always get questions about negotiating. And so I launched the course. I was like, hey, here's like, here's the course. Like, these are the email templates. I can't teach you how to negotiate over DMs. Like, that's not. I think it. that's the biggest thing too. DMs, like oftentimes the questions that I get in DMs are so like, the, the answer is so incredibly long that it I can't I can't type I it mean in that's why we just make it into a podcast episode so then like yeah. you can listen to it you can write notes down right anyways like yeah this person was like so upset with me that I stopped I was like hey I'm sorry like if you really need all these in-depth questions answered like I'm gonna have to like charge you a consulting fee yeah because now it's been an entire year I was like there's resources there's blog posts there's podcasts like most of the questions are answered 
in a podcast episode or blog post. Yeah, and I think like one thing, right? Like, and if you've ever like run into this, you guys, like it's okay to draw those boundaries. It's really difficult to. I felt bad for like a few days, but at the same time I was like, I actually shared it with another content creator and she was like, um, Emma, this person's been asking you questions for a year, a year. Yeah. And so she was like, what? Like, you're and, literally already mentoring. Her. Yeah, I was like, and so um, that helped make me feel better. But yeah, it is okay to set boundaries you, with you guys, even if it's like people within your community, right? Like sometimes like you just have to let them know, like, actually, I'm my bandwidth is a capacity and yeah. I cannot offer like, you know, what you're asking for. But yeah. All right, you guys. So a fourth way to practice self-care as a content creator is to set financial goals. Yes, you guys, finances are self-care too. Having control over the money you bring in and spend as a content creator can be a huge weight off your shoulders. We know it can be stressful when your spending is not in alignment with your income. One of our friends, Tori, from her first 100K is a financial self-care advocate. She does an amazing job sharing tips and tricks on how you can make the most of your money and save without stressing yourself out. In the past, she shared that she actually doesn't budget, but her relationship with finances is really healthy. And if you haven't seen her page, we highly recommend checking her out. And so for you, you for your, me, you guys, like I will say like, I would not have gone full time if I was not finan- feeling financially secure and like confident in myself, right? And so like I built a six month emergency plan, right? Because as a content creator, we can get paid 30 days after a campaign, 60 days, 75 days, 90 days, 90 days. I've seen 180. I've seen, oh my God. So Ugh. just <laughs> at least like, yes, I'm excited that I can bring money in through brand partnerships, but also I know that no matter what happens, like I'm able to like pay my mortgage and my bills and my student loans um, because I do have that financial safety net. And so we just want to normalize that like financial well-being is well-being. Yes, absolutely. Well, <sighs> and I think I, I've been seeing this go around a lot recently, and I don't know if it's just because I follow Tori and she's been posting about this a lot. Um, but the thing where it's like, yes, money doesn't buy happiness, but there is a certain so like having that financial stability is incredibly important to your mental well-being like being able to know that you can afford food for the week or being able to put a roof over your head these are things that stress people out on a daily basis a lot of people out yes especially with this pandemic i mean if the pandemic has shown us anything it's that like it financial well-being just like you said i love how you put it is well-being and i think it's really important that we as creators talk about that because i don't think it's talked about enough and i will say right like that we're talking about this as self-care, right? But also like when you're making decisions, business decisions, especially for your brand and for your business, if you really want to take, so I'll give the example because we get this a lot. You want to take something full-time, but you're not financially ready. I mean, you really need to weigh it out and you yeah. need to you need to really get real with yourself about your finances, your confidence in your ability to bring money in as a content creator, right? Like and and just like sometimes you kind of have to be tough with yourself and be like, "You know what? Like no, I need to like build my 3-month emergency savings before I can do 
X, Y, and Z, right? Oh, you know what? Actually, it would be smart for me to continue my part-time job until. So I know that sounds like, again, you probably are like, no, you should tell us to follow our dreams. I want you to follow your dreams, yeah. but I also <laughs> want you to be financially be secure. Be responsible, please. Yes. Well, and that's the thing. I think like if you, right, like of course, like having another job can be really stressful. Having two jobs, of course, is stressful. Think about though how much more stressful it would be if you were living your dreams but then you couldn't pay rent that month and then you were getting like like I I just think that like sometimes it does make sense to not like ignore your dream but just to make sure that you're prepared for it I think yeah. that's just really important I, I I agree so if you're looking for tips on how to set goals for yourself I have a course on setting goals that you can find on a podcast website and also on emmasedition.com um, again you're probably like I know how to set a goal but like really the course is about getting real with yourself yeah outlining why you want these goals and we I break down how to set financial goals as a content creator because I feel like a lot of creators are like but I make but the money we make is inconsistent I was like you can still set an annual goal yeah so like you can still say this is how much I want to bring in and then it'll help you determine honestly your rates like it helps with so much I highly recommend the course it's super helpful Emma and I actually went through like a whole exercise in the new year where we literally like did Did the the course course. (laughs) so I highly recommend it it's super helpful and it really helps setting your intentions going into like a year a month like it's just really helpful so I highly recommend if like just do that kind of exercise and I again highly recommend the course but that's just wanted to throw that out there Um, the fifth way is to follow people and creators who inspire you so if you just think about like common self-care practices in your everyday life People always talk about surrounding yourself with things and people that make you happy, putting yourself in a like happy space, essentially. So why would social media be any different? Having a positive environment can only help with your mental health, which is a great step to take for you. And it's so passive. Like, you know, like next time this is, oh my God. This is one of the easier and more passive ways that you can practice self-care as a creator. So the next time that you follow a creator, all you need to do is be intentional. Take a look at their page and ask, is this a creator that inspires me? Is this someone who shares a message that means a lot to me? And hopefully following creators like this will make your main feed more inspiring, more positive. And I mean, they don't just have to be, you don't just have to drown yourself in positive things. Like it can be people who are real and talk about real things, but just people that like will lift you up and people that like bring kind of like a if not positive more empowering hopefully positive but like an empowering message to your feed that isn't just I mean I do know some creators who it's a lot of negativity and like for me it is stressful Mm -hmm. like seeing that and so to me a positive feed probably looks a lot different to what Emma would classify as a positive feed or to what you would classify as a positive feed but I just think that that is something to take into account surrounding yourself with things that bring you joy or motivate you, inspire you are really important to creating a positive social media environment. And all right, you guys, a sixth way to practice self-care as an influencer is to focus on what you can control. Social media can be extremely stressful because there are so many things that you can't control. Mental health issues like anxiety thrive in environments in which um, in where you feel helpless. Things like vanity metrics, likes, number of followers are at the end of the day, 
um, outside of what you can control. No matter what you do or how much you engage, you'll never be able to say at the end of the day whether or not a post will get 10 likes or 10,000. The Instagram algorithm is changing every day. It's true, you guys. Like, I don't think people realize that like the algorithm, there's like, it's updating all the time. Yeah. So there's not They're like- literally running things in the back end constantly. It's like- always updating there's a whole freaking team like so, who runs this stuff all the time that's literally their job so we do our best to with what we can with the information that we have but we will never have you know 100 percent control over these numbers because again you guys like instagram's a free platform that's owned yeah. by facebook and they have their own intentions right of what they need to do as a business and yes we're on it and it's been able you know it's helped us like build our own side hustles and our full-time careers but like again at the end of the day you can only control so much and we do not control instagram so no we do not it's easier said than done but focusing on the things you can control rather than the outside can be very helpful when it comes to mental health as a creator so focusing on things like adding value the quality of your posts, and showing up every day can make a huge difference here are a few examples of things that are inside your control as a content creator the quality of your posts, you guys, you can choose what you capture as a creator. Yeah. Right. Like you can choose to create indoor co- content, outdoor content, seasonal content, informational, right? You determine the quality of your posts. And like, again, with the consistency thing, like I, like this kind of loops back to it is what I mean. I, when I was posting every single day, the quality of my posts was lower because I thought I had to post every day. But when I started being more intentional and really only posting photos that I loved, I posted less, but the quality of my content improved significantly because you do have control over that. Obviously, some things come with time and practice, but you do have the ability to say, this is not the standard that I want to put out there. This is not the kind of content I want to create. And you don't have to post it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another example, you guys, is the value you add as a creator, right? So if you choose to post less, you probably can choose to focus on how you want each each of those posts like to have some sort of value again value subjective right it could be more of an aesthetic thing or it could be tips or it could be a step-by-step guide you can decide the value that you add um, to your audience and your community another thing you control is how you show up and how you know the amount of energy whether you want to give a hundred percent that day or eighty percent that day right those are things you can control you can also control how you engage with your audience right you can choose to comment back go on people's profiles um, engage with their stories and also one of the last things and we talk about this all the time right you get to decide and create the content that you're proud of yeah I think it's really important to think about those things because, again, like focusing on like, oh, my God, this I really love this post and it just didn't get as many likes. Instead, try to pivot your focus to I really like this post. I was really proud of this post. I thought it was really cool. Like my I posted a butterfly picture today that like I mean, the engagement's fine. Like it's not like it's bad, but like I just I'm so proud of it. Like I'm trying to focus on like that more than like looking at the like light count go up. I just really like the picture. It's like one of my favorite that I've taken in a while. And so even though like I'm not 
like in the back of my mind, that's a conversation that I'm like, oh, you need to look at the metrics. It's like, well, yes, like when you're reaching out to brands, like that can be a factor, but just focusing on the things that like bring you joy and the things that are inside your control as a creator are so, so important. So there you have it, guys. Six ways that you can practice self-care as a content creator or influencer. And before we wrap up today's episode, we did want to leave you guys with one bonus tip, which is that mental health is a journey, not a destination. It's okay to remember that life might never be perfect, but as long as you're working on yourself and making your mental health a priority, it really does make a difference. It may be hard, but in the end, it is so worth it. You will come out happier and healthier than ever. Despite my journey this year being very up and down, I am the happiest I have ever been. Am I perfect? No. Will I ever be perfect? No. Will my anxiety fully go away? Unfortunately, no, but I'm coping with it better than I ever had. And I I just think that it's really important to recognize that like constantly working on yourself is a really good thing and it's okay that it won't ever be perfect because that's part of what makes life fun. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. If we haven't connected yet on Instagram, you can find us at Emma's Edition, at Mad Crate, and at the Content Creatives Podcast and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.